0: Yes, you are. Glutton for news and entertainment. And what we'd like to refer to as what, Andrew?
1: news News-tain-ment.
0: Newstainment, Here comes Sherry. Woman,
2: girl girl, you know girl.
0: Yeah, girl. Get down on your bad side. Oh. Come on. Yeah, you like it? Down on your bad side, girl. Come on. Let me see if you're dancing. Hang on.
2: Yeah. I, don't, I don't know this. <laughs> 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 <You're dancing.
0: laughs> what, are you crying?
2: No, I just oh, had you? a coughing fit right before we <laughs> went on the air. So.
0: Okay, real proy.
2: Yeah, I know. Sorry. You come on, okay. all like an old
0: lady. I'm playing some yeah. Beyonce, and you're like, I don't know this one. I don't. <laughs>
2: <I'm> sorry. <laughs> At least I'm honest. I'm not going to pretend. Play something oh, yeah.
0: from Captain and Tennille.
2: That's right. Go back to Helen ready.
0: No, we can do that. All <laughs> right, lots of lots of, oh, my gosh, a holo, holo. You know, it's so weird. We went from, like, you know, zero news. If you listen to Friday's show, to almost just a, it's a, it's a, uh, out-of-control hydrant of news. So, of course, the the fact that Pete Carroll, that's the big one. Everybody's talking about that. Pete Carroll, after uh, 14 years uh, saying goodbye to the Seahawks, and it's always like, oh, did he resign? Did he fire? Who showed him the door? Oh, here's your hat. What's your hurry? So Pete did a press conference. Rye's going to come on at 3.30. Rye had told me at the beginning of the year, um, at the beginning of the season, he said if a certain number of losses, look for Pete Carroll to be shown the door. It's like, wow, big hot take from Rye. We'll find out more. But here's okay. Pete Okay.
3: Hmm. Appreciate uh, everybody showing up. Um, since our uh, our last game, um, I had a couple chances to uh, to talk, and, and uh, first I shared um, my feelings about uh, about our team and uh, about the organization and representing the twelves and my intentions of staying with the Hawks, man. And that um, that was uh, true to the bone, and. Uh, I want to make sure that that's that's clear, as things have shifted so quickly in in most people's perspective. uh, It's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program, and uh, I've loved every minute of it, and uh, you've watched me love it in particular. and it's it's, it's exciting that, that there's such a future uh, uh, here and and you can see it. And we, we know what's happening and, and uh, it's bright and the club's got great places to go and there's great chances it do not ever happen automatically if there's a lot of work to be done and all of that but the future is bright and uh, following our season ending meetings uh, with ownership and um, planning sessions it's clear that uh, and for a variety of reasons, um, we we have mutually agreed uh, to set a new course and uh, for the club um, to to take on new leadership, and uh, that's just a decision that's been made. And and uh, um, there's a lot that went into that and a lot that went behind that. And uh, uh, for all my guys, I, I think you know how how much I probably competed uh, for our perspective and, and our standpoint and, and and all of that. I freaking didn't back off for an instant. And and uh, What's going to happen now is the process will start to get a new, new leadership here, and, and that will be uh, on Johnny's, Johnny's docket. He's going to get after that and, and make that happen with help of ownership and all that, and we'll, we'll be supporting them as much as possibly can happen so that they can do a great job with it.
0: I, mean, I, I think you broke up a little bit, but he has been coaching since 1973. The guy has got a record that uh, many people could only dream of. And I don't know whether maybe at some point somebody will start to speak about what, what it was, what was the turning point for Pete Carroll. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily the losses. It just might be Pete Carroll's style um, or whatever the reason. But when you start to lose like that, something has to happen. It, we don't know the behind the scenes. But there's, there's so many different pieces of it that could all eventually make sense on the thing, whether we get all of the news or not or all of the info. Who knows? But at this point, the big story is that Pete Carroll, really the, a, a guy beyond his you can't even tell how old he is when he's on the field between chewing the gum and then during the you know pregame warm-up he's out there throwing the ball around he's you know bumping into guys and running running plays and just screaming and yelling back and forth up and down the sidelines prior to the cardinals he was standing on the bench and there was a bunch of 12s there and he's throwing his arms in the air and getting them all cheered up i mean the guy is he's He's the competitor's competitor, and um, it'll be interesting to see, um, as more comes out on the stuff, who pulled the trigger. Uh, I'm assuming somebody there um, behind the scenes obviously felt that new leadership for the Seahawks.
2: Hmm. Do you think it has anything to do with his $15 million a year salary?
0: No, that's what you pay for. Coaches like that that get you into the playoffs every single year. That's what you pay for coaches that know what they're doing. And that's the listen, they got other big salary guys that are on there but you've got to have the right people Uh, and then you have to the right people around that person and then it's a just ryle explain more about it if you're a coach that comes in with an offensive mentality or a defensive mentality and where you tend to lean on how you do stuff and who you want around you because you're only really as good as the support team that you have who's your offensive line coach your d-back coach everything all of it all of it fits together in pieces, and sometimes the main piece isn't working in conjunction with the others, so sometimes they'll shoot off and get rid of the defensive coach. That guy ends up floating out somewhere and gets picked up as a head coach. So all of it around, who knows where it is. Um, maybe Ryle will have more insight for us at 3.30, but uh, so long to uh, Pete Carroll. Good guy. He's going to stay
2: guy. with them. It's just he's going to be an advisor, yeah, which, he, yeah, ran, you know, that's, ran, that's ran, code ran, for yeah. – yeah. Yeah. We're going to ease you out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Expect. He'll be working on special projects. Uh-huh. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, boy, you would have had a great story if you were on this ferry. Now, there were no passengers on it. Man, it was windy yesterday, and the ferries are out there. And I don't know if this is going to necessarily work on radio, but we'll do our best. Washington State Ferry. This is the Issaquah, um, and it was the star of viral video yesterday. Out oh, there just being the tall. Oh, uh oh! Look out! Here comes another one! Get
1: down!
0: <laughs> Iceberg dead ahead! Wow! Huh? Yeah,
2: the the employees had their cars on the ferry and a couple of them got damaged but luckily there weren't any Uh-oh. passengers yeah
0: yeah story to tell on that one
2: crazy
0: big winds busting through the thing yeah wow it really works well on radio thanks joe <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> you're welcome did you watch the video sherry
2: i did yeah
0: uh-huh. super scary yeah.
2: there's like two feet of rather- water in
4: that thing
0: would you rather be on that thing or on that Alaska flight with the door missing?
2: I think I'd go with the ferry because really? you got a life jacket. Well, sure. I mean, you get you can gr- run and get a life jacket and survive. Whereas if you're sucked out of an airplane, uh huh,
0: uh huh, the water temperature is like 49 degrees. Yeah, it's that. Probably and cooler. the waves are busting. What eight feet swells? So there. Here I am. But Let, okay, let's just imagine the two. Here I am in the plane. Yes, the, the the plug flies out. I'm sitting there. We're descending from 16,000 feet, coming in, making the turn. Coming, the, the most dangerous part is they're going to land in Portland, and then people are going to step in human feces. But here you are you're you're on the you're on the ferry with your little life vest on. There is Sherry. Uh-huh. Right,
1: little life vest on. Help. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Beyonce,
2: help me. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> current with my music. Oh, help me.
0: <laughs> hey, you fall overboard. They're not coming to get you.
2: <laughs> okay, thanks. Sorry. Especially if you're on board. <laughs> There's no help.
0: Where was it? What? Where were they? Were they in the San Juans? The San Juans? Is that where they were? Yes. Joe? No? They were. Oh, yeah. Might have been even colder than that. That uh, you wouldn't last long, Sherry. I, on the other hand, I chose to be on the flight because I'm an Alaska Airlines MVP guy. I don't care. Didn't take take the door off. If you know what, you know what's going to happen. Those people are going to be able to get off the plane that much faster.
2: Well, uh, Alaska Airlines got very lucky. So I mean, (laughs) and so did the ferry people. But I would say if I if if you gave me that scenario and I didn't know the outcome of each of these, I'd pick the ferry.
0: There was a really great article in the Wall Street Journal regarding the plane in Japan that ran into the other plane. The one plane was crossing uh, an active uh, runway. The Japanese plane comes in, slams into it, bursts into flames. Did you see this thing? They said that according to the NTSA that you're supposed to be able to get everybody off a jet, which to me seems ridiculous, a full jet. I don't know how many people are on there in 90 seconds. That's <laughs> right, that's the rule. Well, can we so apply this whole- when
2: nothing happens, please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, that's the standard that everybody when you build an airplane and the people getting off, the person should be able to egress the plane within 90 seconds." Well, the amazing thing is um that they said in this case they it took longer than 90 seconds, but everybody was able to get off in time. But still they had to be warned numerous times that, by the way, the back of the plane is on fire. Okay, the smoke is starting to come in, but it's the back of the plane, smoke starting to fill the cabin, and still. People are taking their carry ons off the plane. And the flight attendant's like, no, leave it behind. Leave it behind. And they're like reaching up to go get their stupid whatever. It's like, are you kidding me? Get off. Get off the plane. (laughs) And they're like, you know, finding the thing, leave your bags behind. They said that that's the biggest problem, and when they asked a psychiatrist about it, of course, the Wall Street Journal always talks to a psychiatrist, they said there's a really weird thing. Even at the time of a life-and-death decision, people have this instinct to gather up their things before they are to seek safety. But it's like, are you kidding me? If you are in the back of the plane and you saw somebody smutching around trying to pick up their stupid backpack... Oh,
2: yeah. but I, I think that gives them a sense of security, right? I mean, just running for your uh, life with no attachments or whatever is right. Is with, with no handbag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, women. I mean, they they don't. Or, uh, oh, I got my makeup in there. I got lipstick. Well, sure. You know, I, 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 yeah. I get it. I I get it. Yeah, man.
0: yeah. 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 Okay, give, give you a sense of here's a sense of security. Not burning to death on an airplane. How about that? And just get off the plane. But how many people, I think it was about two, I think maybe they said two and a half minutes or something, they got everybody off, which is still pretty incredible, and one of the uh, rafts didn't fully dispose or fully get out there, but um, they got everybody out of the plane, thank God they all survived on that one, so... um that is, to me, just amazing that somebody they credited
1: too. I read that it was something to do with like a cultural, a Japanese cultural cooperation thing, where they were saying if yes. this had been a bunch yes. of uh, dumb Americans, they'd half of them would uh, be dead. That's what I was yeah.
2: thinking and didn't want to say. <laughs>
4: Okay. Sherry, if we a bunch of can...
2: Americans, are you kidding? There'd be a fist fight. There'd be you know <laughs> people, but not wanting to leave their you know the snack they just bought. Somebody's and drunk
3: can't... and can't get up.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, oh, excuse
0: just... me. Did anybody see the Hudson when they landed on the Hudson? Excuse me.
2: Sully didn't see it.
0: Fine. Uh, a moment of silence. <laughs> This is Kevin's last words. Never to be heard again. Point to Find Zoo is in a period of mourning this week for their beloved peacock is now gone, Sherry.
2: Peacock, and and he's not going to be replaced because of... uh, Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. I know. He's irreplaceable. <laughs> Kevin. Okay. You can't All right. I'm just saying, I'm, I, they're not going to have any more birds like that. Um, he was interesting, though. He wasn't caged, so he could walk around anywhere. They say sure. so sometimes yeah. roam the neighborhood. He would meet people in the parking lot. Uh, he had quite a personality. Uh, they were concerned about avian flu, so they mm. moved some of these birds off the exhibit area to prevent the, yeah. the kind of but flu not Kevin. infection. Not nope. Kevin. Nope. And. Peacocks are interesting. The um, pe- only peacocks are the ones... Like you're reading this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Look, I look, look at my eyes right here, right here, okay. right here. Okay, the peacocks okay. are only male. You can't call them a ah. peacock if they're not a male. Okay? Uh-huh. And sometimes when they're mating... The mm-hmm. when, the, <laughs> when they're mating, they make that screaming sound. Yeah, but yeah. But here's yeah. a little trick that they play. Oh, they actually okay. make that screaming sound sometimes when they're not mating... So oh. they sound like they're more active than they really are. So so more women will go, Oh boy, uh-huh. that guy's <laughs> pretty impressive. And uh-huh. uh, and they'll you know see, that's right.
0: So if we've any female I guess they're not peacocks, if we have any female birds that would want well here's what there's Kevin. <laughs> oh,
3: boy. Poor, Kevin.
2: Poor Kevin.
0: Cause of death?
2: A uh, lot of screaming. I don't know. Uh, they, I don't think that they said. I think he just was sick and they had to euthanize him. I see. All right, Kevin.
0: Yeah. I like the fact they're not going to replace him because so often that happens. You know, you lose a peacock and you immediately go out and get a new one. I think Kevin was on the ferry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You all right? I know how (laughs) sub you should have this stuff.
2: You remember uh, Martha Stewart's peacocks? She had like a whole bunch of them, and her neighbors
0: hated them, and and she got into some trouble because they were so loud, and then coyotes ate all of them. Wow. Nice. Good story, Joe. Horrible. (laughs) I think she got some new <laughs> ones C- coy- Coyotes ate all the peacocks or all- ate all the neighbors I got confused by there's no punctuation in there Sorry, uh, the peacock. Pe- period
2: A peacock wouldn't be a good thing to eat it's Too many feathers
0: Okay, sure, you should read about <laughs> Peacock feathers and how delicious they are ba ba You alright, Sherry?
2: Yeah, I'm okay
0: You're okay getting over it all?
2: Well, also, uh, uh, Kev- mean- also, Kevin. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, Kevin, God, we hardly knew ye, right? I mean, uh, he's uh, he's a friend. He'll live in our hearts forever.
1: By the way, and- you know- we-, we owe an apology to many, many listeners' dogs who apparently freaked out when Kevin uh, was doing his screaming.
2: Oh, were
0: they getting all horny? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Something. Remember, a lot of those are fake, so... Those uh, you know, here's why I feel sorry
0: it. for Kevin. It's like Mother Teresa dying, and I think uh, Princess Di died, or something, or something. It's the news about Pete Carroll will overshadow the death of the peacock in Tacoma, and it'd be like one of these things like ah, oh, you know, just this weird thing where people would normally be focused on the passing of Kevin, the peacock, but yet the big news about Pete Carroll ends up, you know, taking that takes all the air away. Oh, you would.
2: Yeah. So, well, hopefully there'll yeah. be at least some candlelight vigils and some standard things that people do. That's what makes uh, our t- show different.
0: Yeah. By the way, is Rye coming on? Yes, he's on. Do you have his music? I can't find where it is. It's not. It's not my cue. Oh. Uh, I spent. I spent a thousand dollars to have this song written.
3: All right.
2: This is happening a lot.
0: It has. <laughs> Let's get rid of Joe.
2: Here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> he's your
0: go-to guy. Yeah. Give yeah. a try. Although Give him a try. For nepotism. And with the Woo! All right, Roller. I think at the beginning of the season, you had mentioned something to me about Pete Carroll. This could be the year that he's on the bubble, and then you were watching. You told me a couple of losses and stuff. You made a prediction about three games in after a few of those losses. You said, I think this is going to be Pete Carroll's last year.
4: Yeah, I, I think I held that stance um, throughout the year. Now, that was, not, that was my prediction. It was not my hope. I did not want to see him gone. Uh, But knowing how the league works and the way I've sort of uh, pieced this together in my head to to why I think the move happened is Uh uh, there's, of course, the departure of Russell. And I think the front office was like, okay Pete, we can we're going to build back with you. Let's see you turn this franchise around. Or, yeah, I I guess you could say relatively around after a bad year Mm -hmm. in, in 2021. And. And they were able to do that very quickly, and it was rather impressive, uh, making the playoffs last year. And then you kind of take a step back, or or you just are sort of treading water. And I think the front office sort of lost patience and was like, "Okay, we need uh, a, a fresh face. We need a new identity." And I don't know if the I don't think Pete Carroll got fired for the, the merit alone. I think he's still a valuable asset. Um and I don't think the game has passed him by. Some people say that. Um, and I think that's why they extended this this offer of him to stay in the in the front office. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's crazy. And it, it was surreal watching that press conference today it was it was rather emotional, not only for Pete, but I think a lot of Seahawks fans out there, uh, watching him go up to that podium one final time and uh, the whole identity and texture of the Seahawks and Seahawks football, because it is so distinct and Mm -hmm. every other team, every other player, any player that's played with the team has said that, that, that Seattle culture is so deeply ingrained. And that all started with Pete and what he was able to do, um, coming up from USC. So it's all going to change. It looks like some of the logistics of this, both the coordinators are going to be gone and they were told to, to look for other job opportunities. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the the identity of this team is, I mean, who knows at this point, but it is an appealing job for any uh, coaching candidates, right? I mean, Seattle's probably the best uh, current scenario, um, and I think a lot of coaching candidates would want to come coach here just due to the the talent.
0: So just looking at the pros and cons of Pete Carroll, what are the knocks against him as a coach, and then what are the things that say that makes Pete Carroll and the legacy of
4: Pete Carroll uh, so outstanding? I think the common knocks from some people who may not be totally uh, in tune with the nuance is that he's he's old school and he's he maybe a little stubborn and he just runs this soft zone that teams figured that out ages ago. And uh, also, you know, we've talked about it on here that some people complain about uh, the challenging plays. He kind of throws that red flag more often than some people would like. And then also uh, some time management. Uh, Issues. So those are sort of the knocks, but the pros are so well documented at this point. The guy is a play. Players love him. He's players first. He's a culture builder. He is, I mean, what he can bring, uh, regardless of the talent level on the roster, just he maximizes every player to their, their possible, uh, ability. And, Mm -hmm. and that's why he was so successful here. And that's why he was so successful in college. And, um, yeah it, it, it's crazy this is considering that on monday he was on brock and sock saying that he anticipated that he would be back and he wasn't tired or worn out and he, he wanted to mm-hmm. coach and i i think a lot of us took that as okay well pete's going to be back and um and then obviously today the this news breaks which was about the biggest story in the news world for about an hour and then nick saban announced that he retired so it sort of <laughs> overshadowed him so, yeah.
2: I want to read you something from Sports Illustrated, and you tell me if you agree with it. They're calling this the NFL dinosaur ex- uh, extinction. Despite Hall of Fame careers highlighted by seven Super Bowls and more, fi- more than 500 combined wins, Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks has been fired, and Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots might not be far behind.
4: Yeah, calling them dinosaurs... I think is misleading that sort of pretends like they're not cutting edge and that they're sort of old. And I think both of those coaches, they know the game at an incredible level and what Pete has been able to bring schematically. I'm not just talking culture here, but what he's able to bring from a knowledge standpoint to teams uh into this game and what he's been able to do over the past 14 years. And the same with, with Bill Belichick, there's obviously going to be some comparisons there with both these two legendary head coaches most likely on their way out the door this year. Uh, but I think the Bill Belichick one is, is severely different. I mean, that, was a, that thing really kind of collapsed um, all around Bill Belichick. The team was terrible, and they went, hey, Bill, thanks for all the help, but, you know, the door is that way. With Pete, I think it's a little bit different. I think it's um, this team, I think we just ran out of patience. You know, the, They weren't ready to build and continue to build uh, with Pete Carroll as the, as the captain.
2: So you don't mm. think him being the oldest coach in the NFL had anything to do with it?
4: Uh, no, it, it, I, I don't think I, Pete. He, Pete doesn't show that age. It doesn't. You, you look at Bill Belichick on the sideline; the guy is just like decaying in front of our eyes. But <laughs> but Pete Carroll is is so energetic. I think he's. I don't think age played as big of a factor in this as, as you might assume. When you, when you look at how old he is, a man. Well, of course, you know he, he he's done. Uh, I think this was was simply a a a move based off the the last two bodies of work uh, the last two years and uh, and where they want to go with this franchise.
0: You hear the uh, stories from the locker rooms, not with Pete Carroll, but from other coaches, that you can get into a cultural problem where the young players and the older players and then keeping everybody together, working as a team, and then having respect for the head coach. And then sometimes they get into all sorts of personal problems where the coach is just dissing one of the players and they're going behind the back of the coach. And then there's this sort of mutiny on the bounty. But for Pete Carroll... To take a young player to coach him up and then have him fit into that culture. You hear it from him, of so many of the players that, you know, through the years that have been with him saying that he was just consistent all the way through. Really, really great about making sure everybody played as, to their full capa- uh, capacity and that they were supported in, in how they played. So it is the end of an era for uh, the Seahawks. And uh, you,
4: any predictions on who they might look for? Jim Harbaugh. Wow. Nah, probably not. That'd be fun, though. Wait, wait, you can't say it and then back away. <laughs> well, that would be that would be a hope. I, they'll probably get the Cowboys guy that used to be here, Dan Quinn, which I don't know. Seems like a lateral move. If anything, that's a, a vertically downward move. Uh, uh-huh. But it'll probably be Dan uh, Dan Quinn, possibly some you know new hot shot offensive coordinator. But it, it's John Schneider's team now, and. We'll see what uh, direction he wants to take it, both with coaching and personnel. Like, who knows if Gino still has the starting job next year. Okay,
0: thanks. One final question Uh, uh, insulation. What aisle and where is the aisle?
4: Oh, that's on the, uh, that's all the way down at the end, aisle 30. Uh, There's a whole wall of it.
0: Top Game Thanks, Fry Roller, (laughs) with insight into. Football and then, of course, helping anybody that needs to know where anything is in Home Depot. All right, thank you, Rye Roller. Boy, oh, yeah. the show's really moving along at a rapid pace. You are right to us. You come on into the text line at Buckleshoot Casino Resort 76. All are welcome at the Shoot Casino Resort text line 138-973-5-4. Seven, six, you go into that rando category that Joe has now invented. All right. Life as a super commuter. Super commuter, I think is defined as anybody that travels more than a hundred miles to work. And you hear these stories, people driving like 300 miles up and 300 miles back. This guy's got to win the prize. Super duper, super duper commuter. Cause I guess he did the math and figured out, well, let's see if I live in New York. This is what I pay.
1: I know I'll live in, uh, Ohio Wall Street Journal correspondent Chip Cutter joins us right now. Chip, good morning. Good Good morning. Thanks for having me. Okay, so at the you used to live here in New York City, prices through the roof. Pandemic hits. You decide you want to be near your family in Ohio. You move there. Then the Wall Street Journal says, "Okay, pandemic over. You got to be at work three days a week." You hatched a plan. I, I thought, is there a way that I can keep my toe in both worlds? And so I said, is there any way that I could use everything that I've learned about credit card bonuses and right. airline frequent flyer miles over the years and commute from living in Columbus, Ohio, keeping my apartment there, but then keeping my job that I love here at the Journal in New York. And so what I've been doing every week right. is just commuting back and forth. Okay. Uh, the Journal is a money paper, and you look at the big screen, you look at the rents. It's less than half to live in Columbus, Ohio, than it costs
0: here in New York It's often a toss-up for people. New York City or Columbus, Ohio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, same kind of nightlife, same kind of energy. Just,
0: right. Yeah, they're so City similar. City never sleeps. Yep. Senior, yeah. If you can make it here in Columbus, Ohio, you can make it <laughs> anywhere.
1: <laughs> um, it, it's extraordinary. So you, your plan was, I'm going to save a lot of money, but also, I've got all these frequent flyer miles. I'm going to use those. Stay at the nicest hotels in town. Well, exactly. It seemed it seemed kind of great, right? Fly in early in the, early in the morning. Get on a 6 a.m. flight. You're here for the you know the first the first meetings of the day. Right. You you go about your day. You do your work, and then in the evening, I would I thought I'd oh I check into this great hotel in Lower Manhattan. It has this historic atrium. Wait a minute! It's too many points. <laughs> <laughs> too many points. So quickly, I decided this isn't going to. The other way to stay in a hotel
0: for free in New York is sneak in across the border down in Texas and then they'll fly
1: you up to New York for free <laughs> and you can stay in a hotel room work. for free. I started, you know, downgrading, staying at different hotels. I got to the point sort of at the end of this process where I'd be checking into a different hotel sometimes every single night in a week. Kind of property surfing trying to find the lowest price I could. That guy sitting next to you on the plane flying from Columbus into New York is like, I, "By the way, I
0: uh, by the way, I live in Columbus and I travel back and forth" Wouldn't to be just talking to you the whole time about what it's like to be a commuter. <laughs> <laughs> super commuter.
2: Well, he, he also... And you're, hoping, to,
0: you're hoping uh, the plug comes out of the side of the plane. And,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting in that aisle. Um, the uh, the other thing is he had to do a lot of couch surfing and dog sitting and cat sitting and things like that. It got down to uh-huh. the fact that he, you know, kind of ran out of, of money. But he's still he says he's still doing it. He doesn't know how much longer he can do it. Uh, but he was able to keep... The cost down to under $3,200 a month, which is cheaper than rent in New York.
0: Right. Got it. I saw the most expensive piece of property in New York is $250 a square foot.
2: Yeah, down I saw the, that,
0: it, too. Down in the, yeah, yeah. Down in the West Village, 250 wow. square foot. Hmm. hmm. There you go. But good for him, huh? And does Steve Ducey bother you?
2: Uh, um, no, I don't know. I like his son better. Peter. Okay. All right. <laughs> Why? Does he bother you?
0: She got a hot take. When I used to live in Washington, DC, they thought we looked alike. And I remember one time standing on the sidewalk, this guy drives by and goes, yo, Deucey, you suck. I was like, Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, it took it took one for the team for Ducey.